everyone. Um, welcome to this episode of Dish with Pepper. I'm Pepper Pursley here with uh, track athlete Shari Hawkins. And I just wanted to start at the beginning of your journey, um, some of your favorite sports and or uh, track experiences growing up. All right. Thank you so much, Pepper. I'm really excited um, to get started. Uh, honestly, I started my journey was my very first love was basketball, honestly, because my dad was basketball coach. My mom was an educator. And so uh, we grew up playing basketball my whole life. I also, honestly, I thought I was going to get, uh, become a pro athlete um, for volleyball. I was a setter in high school as well. And honestly, anything that you could throw me in, I was going to participate in. I would have probably tried to go pro in volleyball, but I'm only five, six. So that, that didn't work out for me so much, uh, but then I found track and field. I absolutely loved it. I, it's so funny because I didn't think that track and field was going to be my sport, um, but all my friends were doing it. I had a fear of missing out, so I decided to try it out, and then I completely fell in love with it, so it's it's been a really fun journey. All right, and uh, you uh, specifically uh, do the heptathlon, and I know it's a very loaded event. So uh, could you just break down um, the heptathlon by, by each of its parts and how you train for each of them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the HEP is uh, kind of very similar to the way I grew up because I did all the sports possible, and that's basically what it is for track and field. You can't choose a sport that you like enough. So you just have to do all the events possible. So we do seven events over two days. So we basically, we do um, hurdles, 100 hurdles, the high jump, the shot puts, and the 200 meters. And then the next day we come back, we do the long jump, the javelin, and then we finish off with a 100, uh, a one, I wish, my goodness, an 800 meter run, which is brutal. And basically the way we train for them is um, I train Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I lift on just lift only on Saturdays. And the way that we basically train them, or especially the way we're training them this uh, year, and I'm really excited. Um, but uh, we are going to be doing uh, Monday, Tuesday is going to be like, uh, I mean, Monday is going to be like day one, and Tuesday is going to be like day two. Then we have a day off, and then we'll repeat that for Thursday and Friday. So we're going to basically be doing like all of the event work, um, trying to do it twice a week. Um, making sure to hit every aspect of it, but not overtrain at the same time. Um, it's a really difficult thing to do, but it's really, really fun. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like, if you can't choose, that's the sport for you. It's super yeah. cool that they were able to like combine it in a way that I'm sure is challenging, but definitely fun as well. Um, and I'm just curious, you said it's uh, stretched over two days. So the night, um, the night after day one, what is that like for you? Yeah, honestly, I will say that the night um, in between was a lot different when I was in college than it is now. Um, now I have a lot more mental training behind me uh, because physical training has helped me improve for sure. But mental training was really what made me perform well and be able to stay a little bit calm because after day one, I mean, if you do really, really well and you have an incredible score going, there's a lot of pressure because you need to show up for day two. It's not over. Um, and if you do maybe a little bit poorly day one, I mean, there's a lot of pressure because you have a lot of points to make up. So it's kind of like stressful no matter the way you look at it. And I used to be so stressed. I could hardly sleep. All I was doing was thinking about the next day before. Um, and as I've really honestly, even when I was a professional athlete, like I'm talking when I was in, in college, I was really stressed. But even 
when I became professional. I think there was a part of me that thought once I turned professional, all of a sudden I'm no longer going to be stressed anymore. Like, oh, that's just going to come with the territory. And that's not necessarily true. It wasn't until I actually started training my mind that my um, mind started getting stronger. <laughs> Hello, of course. Um, and so once I really started implementing that, now in between, I'm able to a little bit detach, um, make a plan, um, make sure that I'm getting enough to eat and make sure that I'm getting enough rest in between. So it's uh, a lot different, um, but really, really awesome. All right. Thank you for that answer. So, you know, we touched on, you know, what happens when you have sort of a panic attack or any sort of stress before something that's really important. Um, so I was wondering if you had any advice for um, when that happens to me or anybody else out there. You're talking about like getting like super anxious. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I can um, really give advice because a lot of times mentally we want to figure out some way to get better, but sometimes it can come from your physiology. And when you have that crazy feeling of like, you can feel your heart beating in your ears and in your chest and everything like that. Um, you can actually, you're in your sympathetic nervous system, which is like that fight or flight, right? So how do you get out of that? That's a really hard thing to do, but you can actually do something physically to allow yourself to get out. And you know, has anybody ever talked to you about like, just breathe, just breathe, you know what I mean? And that is a good point There's uh, because breath work is really big, but it's actually something that you can do um, if you do it over and over and over, that's how it's going to be really helpful. So um, HRV breathing is what it's called. And um, basically what I like to do is I like to breathe in for four seconds through my nose and uh, through my ribs. And then I breathe out for six seconds. Now, is this going to help you right away? No. But what this is going to do is if you can dedicate, I mean, I'm going to say I, I do it because this is my profession. I do it uh, 20 minutes, two times a day, which is a lot. So I'm not saying that you have to do that. But if you can dedicate even 10 minutes of it, um, and I like to time it because each breath is 10 seconds. So I breathe in for four, out for six. What you're doing is you're training your body to get back into that parasympathetic um nervous system and so when you have really exciting moments come up you feel more the excitement than you do that like crazy like stomach tied knot like this is coming from somebody who had severe performance anxiety um and even when I worked mentally and I didn't get myself my brain wasn't like saying like I can't do this I I, I can't do this at all um I was still finding myself I was so confident. I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. And I was still feeling my heart beating in my ears and my legs were tingling and it was kind of distracting. Like, like mentally I felt good, but physiologically I just felt like out of control. So I did this. I stuck to it. It took me about three, three weeks to really feel the effects of me doing that every day. And it was so wild because all of a sudden I just had this clarity and it didn't mean that I didn't get nervous because nerves are really good. You want to get nervous. The difference was I wasn't having any panic attacks. I wasn't, um, you know how you said like you're on the floor crying. That was me. You're literally, you're literally describing me as a full grown adult, like full grown adult underneath the bleachers, uh, in the middle of a heptathlon falling 
wishing that I wasn't doing this anymore, telling myself like, why have I not retired yet? This is so miserable. I absolutely hate this. When in reality, I love it. It's so much fun. I love doing it. I'm so glad I'm doing it, but my body was taking over my mind. And so this was a huge thing for me. Um, and I talk about this a lot in 30 days of Shari. So you'll be able to like figure that like you'll be able to like hear about it a little bit more, but um, that was like, that's a huge one. And I know I went into like a lot of detail with it, but it's just because it helped me so much be able to really calm down. Yeah. I mean, it's sometimes, you know, when someone says it's just important to breathe, it sounds a little bit cliche. And like, if it was that easy, like it wouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you really like you're in the moment and like you think about just breathing, like it's, it's definitely very helpful. Um, and also, you know, just like whatever you can, another trick that I learned, um, is that sometimes like rhythm and patterns are very helpful in that moment. So something that I'll do a lot is like with my fingers, I'll have like a four syllable sentence or word, like if I do a lot, I can do this. And it like also helps me relax my brain, like with the breathing. So I find that really helpful too. Oh, I like that. That's really good. Yeah. yeah that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. That's All right. Fun. So. I um I did want to touch on a little bit of day two's podcast um for 30 days of Shari, which was has been my favorite so far, talking about, you know, dreaming and goaling big. Um and it reminded me of advice that I've given the kids a lot, you know, like it's never impossible to reach a goal. Um it's important to set those goals to lead to dreams. Um, but the way you described it, I hadn't really thought about it before and everything that I had as like one of my goal or one of my dreams, I guess, seemed like something that I could achieve. So it was more of a goal. So I was wondering what advice you have for like setting a dream um, instead of a goal, something that is long-term, something that you can always be looking forward to. Yeah. So um, the 30 days of Shari is something that I created that um, was a way for me to train my own mind. And I like, I I just like to liked it to remind myself of um, how to proactively train my mind instead of reactively train my mind. And I did day two because it was just so important. Um, A lot of times, I don't know if if you knew this, but I went to the Olympic trials. um, I made the made the world team in 2019. And I genuinely was like, I am going to the Olympics. Like we've got this, we're ready, we're fit, we're going to go. It's going to be amazing. Um, And I ended up not making the Olympics in 2021. And it was so wild because I was, first of all, so convinced that I was going to do it. I was so ready. I was so fit. Um, And the second thing was um, I had put kind of all my eggs in that basket and I had made the Olympics my dream, the thing that I was meant to do, my life's purpose. And so when it didn't happen, I got really depressed, um, really, really let down in a way that it was almost like my entire life became a little bit worthless. Um, And so it made me have this aha moment switch in my head that thought, you know, um, what would have happened if you would have made the Olympics? Like would, would life have all of a sudden just gotten so much better? And then I, you know, I did a little bit more research into Olympians and a lot of times Olympians will go into a lot of depression even after the Olympics, after they make the team. And it's mostly because they do exactly what I did is they assumed that like this was going to be this never ending glory moment for them. When in reality, they had an incredibly enormous goal that they achieved. But 
they thought that their goal was their dream. But your dreams can look like so many different things, but it's so important that your dreams are never-ending ventures. They're you trying to be your best version of yourself, and you're never actually the best version of yourself, which is really fun. So dreaming really, really big is kind of expanding who you think you can be to even bigger than you thought. Um, and then goals are the steps that you take along the way. And so anytime a goal either doesn't happen or like you miss your goal or you uh, get your goal, either way, it's either awesome, I got my goal and uh, now we're going to make another one. Or it's, oh, I missed my goal. Okay, now let's go ahead and make another one and adjust. And it kind of allows me to be able to, because a lot of people say you need to be able to detach yourself from your sport, which is really important. And I think this is a really incredible way for me to do that. So like my life stream can be so many different things. Um, the first thing I really want to make sure that I'm always progressing in life in some aspect. It doesn't always have to be on the track um, or even in fitness in general, but I want to make sure that I'm progressing forward. Um, the second thing is I want to make sure that there are people in my life that I hope are successful and that hope and hope I'm successful because it's mutual. You don't just want people on your team if you don't want them to succeed. They're probably not going to make you feel good about yourself because you're hoping that they don't do well, like those aren't your people. And the same, if they don't hope you do well, those aren't your people, right? So being around people who I want to be successful and want me to be successful is a huge one. And then the, the third one um, that I like really want to continue to do is like experience like awe-inspiring moments. Like conversations like this is, I mean, honestly, you inspire me more than you know, and I mean, you're so much younger than me, but like, you're so inspirational, like being able to talk to people who are really inspirational, um, being able to, maybe you travel and you see something that like takes your breath away, um, moments that are so much fun that it's almost like it's a core memory, you know, having those types of things. That's my dream to chase those moments. And even when they happen, it's like to be able to continue to expand. And also your dreams can change too, as long as they never go away. And uh, then having goals that fulfill those types of dreams is just so important. And I talk a lot about that because I think it's the best way that we can be okay with not having everything go perfect because this is life. And it's not if things go wrong, it's when things go wrong. And as long as we prepare for it, like that's how we're really going to handle it. And it's almost like thinking of, you know, this big dream, your big dream is almost like the sky and you just have this staircase just leading towards it. And that's, you know, each a goal. Yeah. Please. I love. So yeah. perfect. I love like making visuals. It's just, it's very helpful. It makes words make sense, you know, so I love that. Yeah, that honestly, that just like tied it all up in the perfect little bow that was the elevator pitch I said all the words and then you were like see it's this like perfect that was that's exactly it like limitless and being able to get as high as you need I love that thank you for that yeah all right and I also wanted to ask you just about you know the layout of 30 days with Shari and why you decided to make it you know podcast and almost like a meditation kind of in that and then for the most part um, the everyday amazing cha uh, challenge is, you know, a journal or something else. Like, I you know, one day it was like staying hydrated. And then why you paired those with a workout um, for each day? 
Yeah. So yes, within this mental training program that um, I was releasing, the whole goal of it is to how do you proactively mentally train your mind? Because when we go to practices, like when you go to basketball practice, you guys are preparing for the game. You guys aren't just taking, going and playing a game and then coming back and being like, okay, what went wrong? And then only working on what went wrong and then not practicing for the next game, right? We're preparing for the next thing. I'm always preparing for my race and how it goes. But mentally, the way that I was training is I had a sports psychologist and I would tell him when issues would come up. I'd say, this is my problem. And he would say, okay, cool. Let's fix it like this. Super helpful because we do need to make sure that we're checking ourselves and finding problems and getting solutions. But I wanted to create something that was proactive, that people could just train their minds before they even knew that they were problems, right? So the way that we set up 30 Days with Shari is I actually, um, when I went to uh, undergrad for college, um, I got my bachelor's in education. Uh, and so I was a teacher and following in my parents' footsteps. And then I got my master's degree in education as well. So um, basically I set it up just like you would in school. Like with math, you need to learn that one plus one equals two before you can learn your times tables, before you can learn division, before you can do square root of X, Y, and Z. So um, that's kind of how I set this up. And basically there's three things. We have podcasts, Everyday Amazing Challenges, and workouts. And the podcasts are just, I think, I mean, you know, it's such a great way to get information out. So the podcasts are really quick, um, five to seven minutes, um, right around there. And then afterwards, I give you some sort of challenge. I really do love any time that you can write something down and get it from here to here. It kind of just like helps me. Um, And so I really want to encourage that as well. But like you said, there was one where we stay hydrated, but we also, while we do that, we make sure that we're um, clearing our subconscious negative energy as well, which is really fun. So we have some things that are like super fun like that. And then with workouts, I wanted to make sure all the workouts are really, really doable by anybody at any age um, that also a pertain uh, pertain to um we talk about and practice the tools that we learn that day because sometimes it's easy to just digest something and have an aha moment but this is our way to actually be able to apply the lessons connecting our mind and our body so that when when our body is really tired that's when we can say like okay i'm gonna hold myself accountable that's what we talked about is accountability today so let me hold myself accountable and finish this workout kind of a thing so being able to have you know all of those, I think, was just a really great way for me to be able to allow the training to really soak in all day long. Yeah. And there are so many times, especially with the workout, where I'm like, I'm going to go work out and I do and I do whatever it was. Like, I know day two was like abs and core. And I was like, this is literally my least favorite thing, but I'm going to do it. Um, so I think it, that's really important because you can also touching on the last thing we talked about was like, you can set goals. It's also important to, if you can, um, to, to do that and not to like tell yourself no after you've already said yes to something. Yeah, no, that's a true. That's true. It's really hard to, um, it's easy. It's actually, it's easy to tell yourself, ah, like I'll be okay. You know what I mean? Um, and it's hard to, when it's tough to really be able to like, nope, I, I'm going to do this like X, Y, and Z. And that's why I always talk like in day one, when we talk about making a plan um, for holding yourself accountable, we make sure that to touch on, you know, finding the obstacles that are going to be in your way, naming them, and then figuring out how you're going to overcome them because they are going to come up. It's never if, but it's when. Yeah. 
That's awesome. All right. And so um, I have two more questions for you, um, but I did also want to bring this back to sports for a second. And just to have you talk about why we know mental health is important and staying in tune with your mind and your body is important. But your message, especially for athletes um, who may have struggles with their mental health or may not, and, and your advice for them and why this is important for athletes and for everyone. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like what you said, it's super important for everyone. And it's really pertinent in especially when things are really unsure. We don't know what the future looks like. We don't know how we're going to play. We don't know how we're going to feel. Are we going to be embarrassed if somebody like um, may, is, is better than us? Are we going to feel like we're not worthy? Um, all of that kind of stuff. And there's just so many different ways that we can unpack all of those worries and those fears. And when we unpack them, we can have more control over them. And just being able to control things that are going to cause you anxiety. I mean, that's the key. And now when we are able to name the things that cause us um, anxiety, be able to figure out how to control the things that cause us anxiety, like that's going to allow us not only to um, potentially get rid of that anxiety, but even when we are having moments of like, holy moly, I cannot believe this is happening to me right now. Like I'm shaking. You'll now have tools. Okay. I know for a fact that this is happening. I know why it's happening. Let me work really hard to figure it out in the moment. Because I always say when I'm in, I mean, I'm a professional athlete. I still get moments of doubt. I still get moments of anxiety. I still get moments of stress and overwhelm and X, Y, and Z. And it is in those moments where I have to tell myself, okay, this is where we do the work and being able to have a tool chest um, of thing of work you can do when things get hard. I think that's the key, because if we sit in our anxiety and we don't think there's anything we can do except for ride the storm, that's when it can really overtake us. But when we know that we have solution opportunities, I mean, that's when we can take back the control. So a lot of times that's why I always hated when people would tell me to breathe because um, I would breathe, but nothing would help. But now I know that, you know, you have to breathe over and over and over and over and over and over. And then three weeks later, after you're doing that, that's when it's going to help, you know, like being able to know how to use tools correctly so that they can actually help you. I mean, that's when it's going to be game changing for everything. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's been so great to talk to you. I mean, mostly um, even just about the mental aspect of all of this and all of your advice has been so great, hopefully, um, for everyone who's listening as well. And we didn't even really talk about any of your career, um, which is okay, because I think what we talked about was very important. But I do want to end um, by just asking, you know, aside from 30 Days with Shari, where can anyone listening find you um, or watch you next? Yeah, so you can find my website is just shariHawkins.com. Um, on Instagram, I'm underscore Shari Hawkins, and Shari is spelled C-H-A-R-I. My mom wanted to name me after somebody who was named Charlotte, and they called her Shari. But she didn't want anybody to call me Charlotte, and she didn't want anybody to call me Charlie, because that's a very common. So she named me just Shari, so that's why that is a very interesting spelling. So underscore Shari Hawkins, you'll be able to find me on TikTok or Instagram. Um, I'm on Twitter as well and YouTube. So You'll be able to find me a little bit here, a little bit there. And then um, I start my training um, starts on on the 10th of October. So we're going to be training for world championships this year. So it's going to be really fun. And yeah, I can't wait.
Yeah, and I can't wait to watch you and continue 30 Days with Shari. Um, it's already been so helpful. And I just really appreciate you, you know, joining my podcast and being able to share, you know, everything you've learned and all of your advice. Yeah, I'm really honestly super impressed with you. And I also just wanted to say, like, thank you so much for taking your time because I remember when I was involved in all the kind of sports and I have school and I have homework and I have everything going on. And the fact that you're um, taking precious time out of your very, very limited moments in life right now um, that you're wanting to talk to me and hear what I have to say. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. And I hope everybody who's listening um, enjoyed the podcast. And yeah, definitely. um, Thank you again. Yeah, thanks, Pepper.